What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 32 of the No Mercy podcast. Today I'm joined by Robert, the Algoholic, and we're talking a little gambling this week. But before I tell you what we covered, make sure you get over to iTunes. Leave us a review. A lot of you guys aren't leaving reviews. Leave us some reviews. Tell us what you think of the podcast. Write something nice or write something shitty, whatever the fuck you want. Just write something. Also, make sure you download and subscribe. Subscribe on iTunes. This will automatically download into your folder every time we drop an episode. Uh, got a good week of podcasts coming up. We got me and Rob today. Tomorrow, me and Jeff Manns are going to do a little more DFS and then chaos. Thursday, special guest Pat Mayo will be joining us. So you guys know at the PME. That's one that everyone in the Twitterverse is excited about. And then Monday, we're going to have the return of La Familia, the fuck around boys with me, Mad Lab, and the Bod uh, on Monday following this weekend. So on this podcast, this episode, we did some betting highlights from the prior week, uh, low lights and highlights. We talked about a bunch of NFL rule changes. We screamed at a bunch of fucking NFL coaches. Went into the Thursday night game. Saints and Cowboys gave some bets on that. Went over the Sunday slate of bets and a few of the ones that we liked, we actually agreed on. Gave some futures bets. Probably my favorite bet of the year is one of the futures that's sitting out there right now, which you guys got to check that out. MLB Models Twitter. We covered some Bitcoin. We talked about jerking off in the fucking shower. We answered your Twitter questions. You name it, we covered it. Get over to GuruElite.com. Click the green Join Here button. If you like what you're seeing from the bets on this pod, we got 20 times more of them going on in all the different packages. So get over to GuruElite.com, green Join Here button, DFS, gambling, hockey, basketball, MMA, you name it. We got it. Two MMA cards this week to bring your attention also. But without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 32 of the No Mercy podcast. I am joined as usual by the Algoholic Robert. How are you doing today, my dude? I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. There it is. There it Tommy, is. Tommy, how was Thanksgiving, man? Thanksgiving was very good. It was very calm. It was very tryptophany and uh, very, very small. So we had, uh, had a lot of family members out with their new families or other families. So it was just kind of a small get-together, Rob. But I uh, ate a lot of food and fucking laid on the couch and actually was so fucking tryptophaned out that I actually slept at my mom's house. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. And then I had the luxury of driving home in the morning on Black Friday. Oh, yeah. That's not great. No, definitely not great. (laughs) (laughs) Totally forgot about that part. (laughs) But it brings me to fucking something that pisses me off, Rob. These fucking piece of shit fucking Uber drivers. Yeah. Dude, these motherfuckers, man. Whenever you're on a holiday or like New Year's Eve or some dumb shit like that, they surge the shit out of you, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like fucking... 10x the price like it usually cost me like seven bucks to go from my mom's to home and it was like 40 dollars right and i was like fine fuck it you know like i was doing it anyway and then this motherfucker cancels on me five minutes later meanwhile oh if, if i cancel on my uber ride i gotta pay five dollars but if my uber ride cancels on me i just get a dick in the ass shouldn't you get a five dollar credit and i'm it's not even about the five dollars it's about the principal you should absolutely get a credit that's fucking ridiculous. Why would they drop your trip? They found somebody who's going to pay 50 instead of 40. Yeah, the, the Uber's like now at a point where like the drivers can kind of see where people are going to and shit. Like it used to be totally secretive, you uh-huh. know, where like they just picked you up and wherever, if you're going a block or fucking three hours, they're fucked. 
Now it's like, and the Uber drivers are all slick to it. So they canceled on me. And I was like, this motherfucker. So by the time I went to get another Uber after the first Uber canceled, now it was up to $57. So now I should have got a $5 credit on a cancel. And I'm paying an extra $17 than I would have five minutes ago if he didn't cancel. And I'm already being upcharged $33 from the original seven that I should have paid if it wasn't Thanksgiving. And this motherfucker, Rob, this fucking accent calls me up. He's like, hello. I'm like, what's up? And he's like, this is your Uber. Where are you going? I'm like, home. And he's like, where is home? I'm like, like 20 minutes from here. Because you can't tell him it's fucking mm-hmm. two minutes mm-hmm. because then they'll just cancel it. He goes, okay. And he hangs up, cancels the ride. Oh, God. You like, want to tell him where you're going? I, I want to fucking murder. Like, I, I was in blackout murder rage. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. So I slept at my mom's. But fuck Uber. <laughs> I don't Uber that much. Oh, I Uber fucking for a living. I don't even drive. I had a fucking $85,000 car that sat in the garage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I only Uber when I travel. I don't Uber at home. I Uber, I Uber every time I go out drinking, and that is very often. So uh, how was your Thanksgiving overall, Robert? Pretty good, man. I had a house full of fucking people, though. Everybody yeah. comes to my house. So I had the in-laws, my parents, my uh, nieces, my nephews, and make matters worse, they all stay with me, too. So oh. like, I have a full house for like four days, dude. And what about uh, DraftKings doing that tweet about their uh, Thanksgiving fucking thing that you invented with all the prices for the fucking foods? How, how did that make you feel? I, I saw the goddamn tweet. <laughs> I'm trying to stay composed here. I saw the goddamn tweet and I walked outside around back three steps into the woods and I start screaming, you fucking thieves, dude, that was mine. Oh, my God, that was mine. Now, granted, they did it better than me because I don't have the DraftKings software and the graphic designers. They did all the fucking... But that was my fucking shit, man. And if somebody at DraftKings could call and tell me, honestly, they didn't steal that from me. They're lying. They're lying because they would have been doing it for the last five years, Thanksgiving or 10 years, however long they've been in business. But At least they're listening to No Mercy. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny how shit we do on here all of a sudden starts happening everywhere. But uh, yeah, you, you fucked up the pricing. That's why. I think they saw you fucked up the pricing and said, we need to do a better job at this. They came over the top. They did a better job. But you know what? The second iteration of an original idea is always a touch better than the first iteration. And that's so. the one that makes all the money. So that's right. I knew that was going to fucking piss you off here. So we got a lot to talk about here, Robert. So let, let's get into, first of all, kind of highlights and lowlights from last week. Um, we're both going to tilt about Pittsburgh pretty much this whole show, I'm assuming, since you're a Pittsburgh fan mm-hmm. and I... Like, mm-hmm. literally, they just murdered my life on Sunday. So let's leave them, like, towards the back end of this conversation. But um, two weeks ago, or last week on this podcast, I came on here and talked about how I had my worst betting weekend of maybe my life. Yeah. And, dro- like, I was up, like, 38 units on the year, and I dropped, like, fucking 30 of them, right, right. on one Sunday. Just kept firing and firing and chasing. And I promised, I promised, Robert, all the subscribers that we were going to get that fucking back this week. We were coming for it. We were going to get it back. I went in the red at one point, and I'm back up 20-something units. Fucking Slade had a good weekend this weekend, had a good Sunday night, had a great Monday night. Fucking awesome for me. One bad beat or two, but that happens. But uh, I had a great gambling week, and, uh, and so did our subscribers. Yeah, I did pretty good. You know, I was heavy on the Browns. Yeah, that was, the, I, that was my biggest bet of the year, five units on the Browns. So stupid for not betting the money line here, but, you know, I took the three points. Uh, like you, though, Pittsburgh fucked me out of about three teasers with the brownies wow. in it. It all, you know, so, um, but, but otherwise, I had a pretty good weekend. 
Yeah. I mean, the Thanksgiving calls, I mean, I, I put in six teasers. I said I was going Thanksgiving crazy. Uh, put in six teasers on Thanksgiving, won all six. So, so that was a good start to the week, start to I move know. that back. Um, the, the fucking Pittsburgh we'll talk about in a second. But last night, Rob, you saw what I was doing. You were on the yeah. text thread with me and Cheetah. I, the, I had the fucking Orlando Magic. They were up 16 at the half, and I took a minus 275. It looked like a bad line. Um, and then all of a sudden, Golden State started coming back. I actually cashed out of the bet because you could do that on DraftKings. I could cash out, took the bet off, flipped the bet to Golden State plus 300, and then kept firing every three minutes on it. So that was one of my biggest wins of the entire season. Just and you were five. you were setting a screenshot. Yeah. And you weren't betting. You weren't betting like three hundred dollars. No, it was either, like a grand so. each one. Yeah, like a <laughs> each time wins. Tommy was firing a grand. We just fire like five or six. Grand I fired yeah like five in game <laughs> bets for a thousand dollars each. Just kept fucking nailing it, and the Golden State came back and win. So that was good. And then another highlight was uh, last night. How about my Janu Smith plus two thousand to score the first touchdown and plus four hundred to fucking score props. That's uh, one of my better ones of the year. Dude, what a catch and run. I think they said that was the longest throw by Mariota all year. Like, it was the longest play by Mariota all year. And Janu just fucking brought it down. Yeah, so that was that was another nice one. Dude, I got fucked so bad. I was playing Mad Lab this week. I'm the sixth seed in our playoff league, in our season-long league, right? So I'm the sixth seed in this league, Rob. I've mm-hmm. lost three of my first four picks, didn't play for the first five weeks, like Freeman and Cook and all these guys, right? And I'm still hanging on to the sixth seed. Got a big win against Mad Lab this week. He was up 17.4 points on me going into the game. I had Jonu Smith left. I picked up Jonu Smith. I love Jonu Smith nice. this week. It's, no, 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 no. He scored 17 points because yeah. we get a three-point bonus for over 50-yard touchdowns. He scored 17 uh-huh. points in the second drive of the game. And ended the game without a catch after that. I lost by point four. And people might not realize how serious you and Mad Lab are about this. I'll be on a phone call with Mad Lab and Tommy, and season log football comes up, and I'm just like, up, oh, mute, set the phone down, because it's just Mad Lab and I'll rip your fucking soul out. And talk. Yeah. No, you're and then wrong. When I tilt you're wrong. Out, he's like, why do you take this so seriously? <laughs> I'm like, Wait no, a Mad Lab is the one. Yes, thank you, Rob. <laughs> we didn't script this. I didn't even tell you about that. Will you please, for everyone listening, dude? That's why it's the worst because I was able to fucking eat his soul if I would have won that game. It would have put me in the playoffs. It would have given him a loss. And now I fucking that sucks. So he takes it hard. Yeah, that was I do too, but uh, he does too. He just doesn't think he does. But, uh, yeah, that was tough. That was tough. So now I got to listen to Mad Lab talk shit about it. I wake up to a text from Mad Lab to Janu. I'm like, fuck you. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. But, uh, anyway, let's talk about Pittsburgh here. So uh, what did Pittsburgh do to you? Your beloved Pittsburgh Steelers, I should say. I've never – well, th- this, is, this, is a, this is a game that they clearly had won. Um, they should have beat them by, I don't know, Tommy, two touchdowns. Oh, I mean, yeah. you, you fumble through the end zone. Fucking stupid. We'll get to that. Uh, they're marching down the field. Fucking Connor is holding the ball like a loaf of bread. He loses that. And then Ben throws one of the most fluky interceptions. I think I think Ben actually said that was the flukiest interception of his career, where a defensive lineman got blocked four feet downfield, and, or four, four, maybe four yards downfield, and Ben just zips the ball right to him. Now, the cornerback or the safety, whoever was over the top, would have made that play. But still, uh, it's just mind boggling how bad Tomlin is. You know, we're going to talk about that, too. Um, ben threw for 220 something yards at the half and had zero touchdowns like that should just kind of tell you when you throw for 220 yards and a half 
and don't throw a touchdown. 462 yards for the game, and he had the same amount of touchdown passes as the punter or the field goal kicker, whoever the fuck it was. So Yeah, I literally told my father-in-law, the only reason we're in the game is because of a fake fucking dude. field goal. Is how we, that's the only reason we're even in the game. Dude, the fumble out of the end zone. He missed two guys on bombs, fucking drop ball in yeah. the end zone. Ben ran down to the one at the end of the game. And then Tomlin, what the fuck are you doing? You're at the one-yard line. There's two minutes left in the game. You don't want to score as fast as possible, Tomlin. You have James Conner spread the fucking formation. Run Connor a couple times up the middle. Don't wait until it's an obvious run spot. I, I just, I, I can't. We're going to have a whole segment on every show now, Rob, called hashtag fuck coaches. Um, I am leading the charge on hashtag fuck coaches. Uh, I created, I invented things Tommy G invented. Sean McVay and Peterson and all these guys being the most overrated people in football. Right after I anointed them as the greatest people in football. So mm-hmm. I, will, I will admit I flipped my position on it, but I was the first to flip my position on it. And uh, we're going to have hashtag fuck coaches as a segment here. One, one or two of the biggest coaching fuck ups of the week. But this brings us to the rule changes. And we're going to talk about the Thursday game and the Sunday bets. We're going to get to all that. You guys, fuck, we got an hour. Just fucking relax. Relax. Get yourself a library card, as Mad Lab would say. So NFL rule changes, Rob. Me and you had the same rule change. I tweeted it first, so I get to use it, though. Okay. Yours. The worst rule in all of sports is the fumble out of the end zone touchback. You agree, Robert? It's the fucking most ludicrous goddamn thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. And when it when it happened in the game, because it's one of those, you don't see it all that often, right? So I'm like, oh, ball at the one, right? I, like, I, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, they're like, touchback. I think I tweeted, fuck you, touchback. Like, how does it make sense, Tommy? It doesn't. It makes zero sense. It's just one of these antiquated, dumb fuck things that need to be changed. And it's this isn't the first time we're realizing that this is a rule. I love when I tweet, like, this is the dumbest rule in all of fucking sports. And then someone will be like, well, you haven't noticed that for the last... Yeah, I have, you fucking idiot. I still bitch about it every goddamn time it happens until it changes. It right. makes no fucking sense. If you fumble forward out anywhere else on the field, so if I'm at the 50-yard line and I'm running the ball out of bounds and I fumble it forward, it remains my ball at the spot of the fumble. Correct? Yeah. Anywhere right. on the field. Anywhere. Yep. All of a sudden, when you do it at the one and fumble it forward, the other team gets the ball? Like, there's nothing in that that makes sense. Nothing. Name one thing in all of sports where you could do the same thing anywhere on the field, but if you do it at a certain point, it totally drastically shifts the change of play. The point of a turnover... What a turnover is, is your team giving the ball to the other team. And they must possess that ball in bounds in order to receive possession. Right. That, is, that is literally the definition of a turnover, whether it's an yep. interception or a fumble. If I fumble a ball out of bounds and you recover it, but your toe's sticking out of bounds, it's not, you don't get the ball. But in the end zone, not only do we punish you by not allowing it, you to move forward, but we give the other team the ball which they did not recover it. They did not do anything to earn it. Nothing. And then on top of that, we don't give the other team the ball at the one where you fumbled it. We give the other team the ball 19 yards in front of that at the 20. Like So you're giving them the ball for not recovering it, and you're giving them 19 yards of field position just because of where you fumbled the ball. It's the dumbest fucking rule in the history of sports. It needs to be eliminated. They need to just give the fumbling team the ball at the one-yard line. End of fucking story. It's fucking stupid. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Move it to the half, move it to the one, and move on. You know, and he was inches away from breaking right. the fucking plane. They always so are. If that ball breaks the plane, it's a touchdown. If you fumble it there, you get a fucking touchback. I, it's bullshit, man. It's such a bad rule. Give me a rule that you want to change. Uh, you know what? So they quoted a stat in one of the games this weekend where um, I think like 90%, 99% of the teams are just uh, deferring to the second half. Right. And so I'm like, why do we need to watch these fucking guys at the beginning of every game go through this coin? Like in baseball, if you're the home team, you get the advantage of Bad understanding West. what you need to win the, the win the baseball game at the end. Right. Get that advantage. So that's essentially what you're doing when you're deferring to the second half is it's just going to affect your second half play calling, depending where you are in the game. So clearly it's an advantage. Why not just give it to the home team? Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't have a hard take on this. Uh, I I actually still like the decision. I don't think it should be based on a coin flip. I think the away team should actually get to choose what they want because the home Why? team the home team already has an advantage of being home. So you let the away team choose because I saw the Saints game on Thanksgiving versus the Falcons. The dumbest thing I ever saw was the Falcons winning the coin toss and deferring to the... Like, why would you let the Saints start with the ball? Yeah. Like, there's situations where it's like, yeah, you want to, you know, you want to start on defense, whatever. But there's other situations where it's like the Chiefs, the Saints, no. You do not want to start down 7 nothing. You want to start with the ball, you want to drive down the field, and you want to get on the board before they ever touch the football. So, that is your first rule, Rob, that I, I don't know if I agree with. Well, the coin flip's antiquated. Yeah, we agree flips. on that. Coin flips are stupid. Coin, flip. coin flips are absolutely stupid. That's for sure. Nothing should rely on a coin flip. Nothing. It's it's ridiculous. But you should have some thing that it relies on. Whether it's maybe you give it to the home team. Maybe you give the home team an extra advantage and let the home team pick. I don't you care what the it worst is. record. We can yeah. we can figure right. something here out. Right. Or, or just there has to be something. But coin flips should be banned from sports like altogether. Coin flips are just fucking stupid. Um, I got another one. One a rule that. Has recently been changed. And, Rob, I don't know if you have another one if you want to think of it, but I have a couple here. Um, another rule that should be changed here is a rule that was just changed. For the purposes of player safety, they are no longer allowing the teams to run up, right, on the kickoff. They're forcing them to stay a yard behind the line of scrimmage and then go once the ball is kicked. Yeah. And it's destroying the onside kick. It's right. absolutely destroying it. Because if you can't run up prior to the kick – you have no chance of recovering an onside kick. Onside kick percentages have dropped from 21%. By the way, did you know unexpected onside kicks actually are at around 60%? Really? That's how often they get recovered. Yeah, that's wow. another, another thing for another day with the coaches. But Because um, teams should unexpected onside kick all the fucking time, especially against teams like the Saints and the Chiefs who are going to end up at the 50 in two plays anyway. But it's brought onside kick recovery percentage down from 21% to 8%. So oh now, basically, the onside kick is like fucking nothing. Like, no one's recovering them anymore because the guys can't run up. And what's more exciting and what brings more fans and more chatter and more water cooler talk and more ratings and viewers than last-minute comebacks and crazy shit happening at the end of games, right? Yeah, especially watching that big hit on an onside kick where somebody fucking jars a ball. And that's why they got rid of it for player safety. Yeah, fuck that. It's so stupid. Another thing that they should change, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but the clock should stop in the final two minutes of games on first downs. The clock should stop. If you get a first down, clock stops. If you get a first down, clock stops, like it does in college. I don't know why the NFL is so against making games exciting at the end of games. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And honestly, I think they should ban the kneel down. 
I think it should be banned. You should have to run a play. All that in the last two minutes of games will make games more exciting. Yeah, I totally agree with the two-minute thing because, um, you know, a lot of times those end up anticlimactic. Even in a close football game, those end up anticlimactic just because the other team can, you know, just run the clock out. Yep, and it's, uh, dude, stop the clock on first down. So if a team's got 32 seconds left and they're at the 20, at least they got a shot to get downfield, you know, on the stoppages. Um, so those are some of our new NFL rule changes. We're going to have to keep a list of these, Rob, and then, uh, and then put them out. But we have the Thursday game coming up, Saints-Cowboys. This is an interesting game uh, just because you have one of the highest-powered teams in the NFL in the Saints going against one of the slowest-paced teams, I believe the slowest-paced team in the NFL, in the Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys' offense has been a little bit better since the addition of Amari Cooper. Um, which I think a lot of people have to take an L on. I'm personally taking an L on it right now, but I seem to be the only one that's admitting that, you know what, maybe that, didn't, maybe that wasn't a bad trade after all. Um, but this is an interesting game with a 53 total. Uh, what, what are you looking at here? What are you seeing on this game? What are you thinking? What's really interesting is I'm looking at the pinnacle spread. It's minus 7.5, but it's plus 105. So it's been plus 109, plus 108. So... I'm guessing you could buy this thing to minus seven at minus 110, right? Right. Yeah. If you're plus 105, you could buy it to minus seven for maybe minus 115 or minus 110, depending on your book. Yeah. So this is one of those rare cases where I'll tell you to, I would buy that hook, um, particularly um, just to get uh, at the seven and, you know, get your push there if you need it. But um, the total or the uh, the spread hasn't really moved, Tommy. So this thing yeah. opened and it's sort of stayed right around minus seven and a half. Yeah, the total looks like it's moved, right? Like I think this thing started under fifty two and it's up to fifty three. Are you seeing the same thing? Uh, no, I got fifty two right now. All right, I'm seeing fifty three right now on my book. Uh, you're right. It's fifty three most places. Penny's still holding fifty two, but it's juiced. Yeah, so it looks like you got about eighty percent of the bets and sixty percent of the money on the over right now. Uh, and as far as the game itself, you got pretty much everyone money and bets on the Saints. So it looks like a lot of people are trending Saints in the over on this bet here. Um, what, what's your lean? Do you have a lean on this? Are you going to yeah, take the Saints I'm, minus seven buying the hook? Is that your play or are you going to tease it or what? I've got two plays. I'm going to go ahead and buy that hook. I'm going to play Saints plus seven or minus seven straight up. And then I've got a little teaser action, Ooh. a little six point teaser. I love getting the Saints minus one and a half. Uh, or minus one most places, I guess, um, in the Rams. I um, I think I'm just checking the bet pack here. I have teasers pending, I believe, right? Yes, I do. So I already have that in the bet pack. So in our betting pack on Monday night, I loved Houston. But uh, I have Texans plus three and New Orleans at a pick em. And then I have Texans plus six, New Orleans plus three, and New Orleans over 42. So I have a three-team 10-point teaser with the Texans winner in it. Uh, and then I have a two-team seven-point teaser with the Texans winner in it. Uh, both of those are for three units right now. So I- I'm probably just going to sit tight on this game, being that I got about you know six, seven units coming in um, on bets that are already pending, and so do our subscribers. So uh, that's probably going to be where I live. The props, I haven't really seen them anywhere yet. I know most sites don't put the props out, but DraftKings has been putting them out very early. But I don't see them out this week for this game. So they'll probably be out tomorrow. DraftKings has been putting their props out super early, if any of you guys can bet on DraftKings. Yeah, most places aren't going to have numbers for this game until Thursday morning. Yeah, so we're both leaning. What do you you have the total listed at on your your algorithm? 51. All right, so you're probably looking under. 
No, I mean, I've got a small lean there. I won't fire under. You're not. Um, right. And I've got the spread at nine. Okay. So you're definitely firing on the Saints, probably not touching the under. Um, another thing that we'll look at here for this game is kind of the performance here of the Cowboys in this tough spot. The Cowboys have looked really good of late. Do you think the Cowboys are smoking mirrors with this current streak to throw on? Do you think this team has turned a corner? Where do you think they're at? I don't know, man, but I can tell you that they look better. Offense looks a little more prolific, um, but they're about to run into a fucking buzzsaw. So um, they, what they're doing now has no concern to me when they're coming to, to play the Saints um, or the Saints are going there. But the, the, the Saints defense, we've talked about this every podcast, is just as legit as they fucking come. And that offense is insane. So I have no fear of the Cowboys in this spot. Yeah. So before we get into the Sunday games, let's let's talk about the Saints here, because me and you were talking before the show about uh, futures props. We do a lot of stuff with the futures plays and shit like that. So depending on where you go, the lines are all different on these things. But I kind of crowdsourced it around a little bit to figure out, you know, who's what and who's where, which site's offering what. It seems like right now the Saints are sitting at about plus 150 in most places to win the NFC. And they're sitting somewhere around plus 300, I believe, for the Super Bowl. What do you have your lines at? Um, One second. So... Um, these are going to be five dimes lines. I've got New Orleans at plus three ten to win the Super okay, Bowl. So that's about right. Yeah. And what did you say you had the uh, plus plus one fifty to win the NFC? Um, so again, this is a five dimes line, and I've got the um, uh, yeah plus one eighty. Yeah. So so that's that's still a pretty good bet. But here's my favorite thing, Rob. Mm-hmm. I want to play, I, even though the Steelers blew that game, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of them, obviously. Yeah. I mean, their right. offense looks unstoppable as long as they stop fumbling out of the end zone. But there's a few futures bets that that I think we need to get down on. One of my favorite ones, Rob, and this is, I'm looking at the DraftKings app here, but you can go and go over anywhere and, and find these. Saints-Texans Super Bowl. So I'm basically, instead of taking the Saints plus 150 or, you know, whenever you're taking a team to win the conference or get to the Super Bowl and you're only getting two to one or something on your money, it's not really the greatest bet, right? Because anything can happen. So I like to parlay it here where I'm going Saints-Texans Super Bowl plus 2,300 and Saints-Pitt Super Bowl plus 1,800. Those are both available. I have plays down on both of those. So I'm basically taking two long shots in the AFC, which really shouldn't be long shots. I mean, Pitt looks great. And the Texans have won, what, fucking eight in a row or some shit? Like, yeah. they look fucking awesome too. So, you know, Mahomes in the playoffs, he could definitely choke. Andy Reid could fuck it up like he's done before. You know, there could be a lot of situations where uh, where the Chiefs defense fucking shits to bed. So I'm, I'm doing that, Rob. I'm going Saints-Texans 2,300, Saints-Pitt plus 1,800. And I would advise everyone else to put a fucking couple shekels on that motherfucker too. I mean, look, I've got the Steelers at plus 355 to win the AFC championship. So mm-hmm. it's pretty good odds to get there. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So and then Texans are Texans are the hot team right now. So that that's mine. Any other props that you're looking at that you have an interest in? I got a couple. No, I, I'm just I just keep uh, reiterating to everyone. Get down your Saints money, guys. Um, when did you start? They were like plus 600 or 500 or some shit when you started. Yeah, I think there. it was plus five or 600. It's been a month and a half, something yeah. like that. We did a whole but, pod about it. Yeah. But you can still bet the Saints. Um, what did I tell you earlier, Tommy? 310, plus, plus 310. 310, yeah. So, I mean, it's still a good play. Yeah, I, love I, it. I agree. 
Yeah, there's some other player props that I like here too. So me and you had preseason bets on Ben for the passing leader, right? I think we got it at like plus 2,000 or something insane. So for those of you that have that, sit on that. And you probably want to hedge that. Right now, Matt Ryan's at 36.83. Ben's about 17 yards, 19 yards behind him. You got Mahomes about, you know, 40 yards behind him. And then there's about a 100-yard gap to Goff and then a 300-yard gap to Cousins. So it's pretty much Ryan, Roethlisberger, Mahomes, and Goff uh, up there at the top. But Ben is just chucking. Like, they're straight forgetting about James Conner. I think James Conner's wearing down. I think they're trying to intentionally lighten his workload because he's starting to wear down a little bit. He's never seen carries like this in his life. So Ben plus 200 for the passing leader right now seems like a fantastic bet. Um, You should already have him plus 2,000, and you should be hedging with Mahomes and Goff and stuff like that. But uh, we still believe in in the Ben plus 200, right? Well, look, man, he was one juju 75-yard bomb miss, which was wide open from being the leader in the clubhouse right now. So, um, yeah, it's a great play. I think he gets there. He gets yeah, it done. Yeah, he's going to get there for sure. Um, I, so I like that. Julio, here's an interesting one for you, Rob. So Julio's minus 177 to lead the league in receiving, okay? And a lot of people will say, well, you fucking lock that in, minus 177, up 160 yards on the field. Right, because we only got four or five weeks left the game. So the thing is, I think you got an interesting play here on Tyreek plus nine hundred and Thielen plus eight hundred. Do you want to guess why? Two reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, th- th- let's go with the injury, right? right. So Julio, that's the, that's the Julio big. misses late season games every year, right? Right. So that's the big one there. You're basically you you're live, right? Like, if Julio has a 4-for-50 game and Tyreek Hill or Thielen, who are both, you know, 150 yards behind him or whatever, pop for one of those 200-yard games like they both have, then, you know, you're live, but you're really betting on Julio to fucking get banged up because you don't need him to even miss the last three or four games. You really just need him to win one, to miss one, to basically get line value there at plus 800 and plus 900 on the other two. So, so a small stab on Thielen and Tyreek, plus 900. Um, Gurley plus 105 to lead the league in rushing uh, versus our boy. What I think I have props on both of these guys. I think these are my two guys, right? Yeah. Yep. So, so, yeah, so I'm sitting pretty on this. These guys are 200 yards ahead of James Conner, who's in third. So the question becomes, which one do you want if you wanted to make the play? Uh, Gurley has Detroit, Chicago, Philly, and Arizona coming up. Zeke has New Orleans, Philly, Indy, and Tampa coming up. Um, I think you go Zeke here. Zeke's minus one fifty five. Gurley's plus one hundred five. What did you get down Gurley on early in the season? Uh, Before the season, right? Let me pull it up. What'd you bet him? It was like it was ridiculous. All the Gurley props were insane. Like I remember that. Like everything Gurley, we just hammered, and it was all insane. So let me just see here. I I remember reading that number. We were both like, "What?" Yeah. So I have Gurley most rushing yards plus six hundred. So. That's that's nice. pretty high. Um, yeah, great play. Most rushing touchdowns. Most rushing touchdowns. He was plus a thousand. Like that's insane. Like, and you're already much. holding Zeke, right? Yeah, and then we had the Zeke play on the last one. So I think the best play on the board here, Rob. Even though we don't like laying three hundred, Saquon Barkley's still only minus three thirty-five for rookie of the year. Like, how? I mean, in, in what world outside of an injury does he not win rookie of the year? He's a in my opinion i i don't have all the other lines in front of me um actually i'm gonna go get down on that right now i don't mind laying three food it's it's over laying that at all no it's over 
that's giving him like an 82% chance to win it. And he's probably more like 95. So I'm good with that. Like, I mean, literally the only thing that can happen is he can get hurt. So you're basically just, and even with an injury, he still has a shot at winning it. I just don't, I don't understand that. I feel like that should be like minus 800. Like, I, I just don't get it. And then you're looking at Baker Mayfield is plus 250. Like, Meh. Baker can't win the MVP. What are no. You, what are no, they talking no, no. about? How would, I mean, what have you done for me lately? He's done quite a bit, but. Right. Nah. The last couple of weeks, he's been very good. Like, I'll give you that. But he's playing for a four and six team. So it's not like you have a situation where, you know, they're seven and four. And if they make the playoffs, there'll be all that buzz. They're not making the fucking playoffs. He's looked good for a couple of weeks. And his numbers are fairly pedestrian for the season. We know a lot of that was Haley and Hugh Jackson, but that doesn't matter. Like, Saquon Barkley is winning the fucking rookie of the year. So to only have to lay 330 on that seems like absolute fucking free money, my dude. Lock it in. Yeah. And then we talked about the Steelers plus 550 and Houston plus 800. So those are some interesting ones there. Um, Any other Super Bowl props that you're looking at? Like long shots, if someone wanted to take a stab on something that wasn't the elite three or four guys uh i mean so so what do we got here we've got we've got the rams at plus 425 we've got new england at plus 720 um i don't think i hate either of those uh, i know they're not necessarily long shots but you're getting pretty good odds there i don't hate either of those um but didn't you already mention this houston plus 2700 yeah. right um, I have Houston plus eighteen hundred. So yeah, if you see him plus twenty seven hundred somewhere, definitely fucking nail that. Um, I like him at plus eighteen hundred. I like him at plus eight hundred to win the AFC. That's a good one. I mean, you could you could justify throwing sixteen hundred on the Bears plus sixteen hundred, right? With that fucking defense, I wish they were the AFC. I would do it. Yeah. You know, I don't really want to go too much against the Saints because I feel like the Saints have the D and the offense that these teams don't have. Mm-hmm. So you're probably looking for AFC value if you're looking to take a long shot here. And I'm just trying to dig. There's not much. I mean, maybe you could say the Colts. Yeah. Colts have been, you know, they won five in a row. They're a hot team right now. Their offense looks pretty explosive. They should make the playoffs. Uh, if you're looking to dig here, the Chargers are plus 1,600. I'm not big on the Chargers ever. I think I like the Colts plus 4,000 more than I like. The plus 4,000 is a lot, dude. Yeah, I, I don't mean, hate it for a few you're Because lo- if you logically look at it from a situation where, you know, the Chiefs are going to get a buy, and probably the Steelers, the way the Patriots have looked of late, will probably end up getting the buy. Maybe the fucking Patriots get it. But you really only got one team to battle there. And then it's the Colts, the Texans, the Chargers, a bunch of teams like that. So, you know, they can get a round through for sure. Possibly even possibly even get a home game if they stay hot. So I think the Colts plus four thousand is worth like throwing twenty bucks on it. Yeah. By the way, New England's got to get through the Vikings and the Steelers still on the back end of their schedule here. Yeah, I don't I don't know about New England. Uh they're getting some guys back this week, but Let's uh let's do this, Rob. Let's go into a little bit of this weekend's action, and then we'll start having some fun. We'll go into the fuck coaches. We'll go into your tweets, and then we'll get to those Twitter questions. We got a lot of Twitter questions today. Yeah. Some some of them are really good. So I wanna I wanna save the whole back end for that. So we'll get to those. So this weekend, what are you looking at here? Is there anything jumping off the page in your model? Yeah, and this is still pretty early in the week. Um, in fact, there's a few games off the board. So Chicago and the giants are currently off the board. Mm -hmm. It actually looks like Baltimore and Atlanta is just now coming onto the board. 
Um, I guess we were trying to still see some Flacco clarity there, right? Yeah, it's going to be Lamar, I'm assuming. Yeah, it says he's still questionable for the game. And then the Jets in Tennessee is off the board. Looks like Five Dimes just posted Tennessee about two minutes ago. So uh, still a few games coming up onto the board here too, Tommy. Yeah, um, I'm I'm looking at this right now and just to kind of buzz through it real quick here. You have some stats, so we'll start with the stats and then we'll dovetail into the games here. So do you have any of your stupid stats? I've got one for you. What is and it? When you read it, you'll see why I only have one for you. New Orleans 9-0 and against the spread in their last nine games overall. Think about that. <laughs> Who's been on Team New Orleans for the last nine games? And who the fuck has it? Like, the market still hasn't adjusted for this? Come on, guys. I mean, I keep taking the money. Uh, it's do. fine with me. It's fine with me. But 9-0. and I've been jumping on with you. <laughs> it's like there's no spread too big. <laughs> like it's I know. Just do it. Like there's no spread too big for this team. They're going to beat the shit out of every single team because their defense. That's the big thing. Their offense has been there, but their defense being this good is what makes it interesting. Um, some of the other big totals on the week. We got the Steelers again, minus three and a half against the Chargers with a 51 and a half total on this one, Rob. Any yeah, love for your and Steelers? so it looks like about it, this. Actually, this even... The money's pretty evenly spread right here. I see like 64, 65%, something like that on, mm-hmm. on those uh, spread and total numbers. You seeing something like that? Yeah, I'm seeing basically the same exact thing. I'm seeing 67 and 53. Yeah, right. And so I've got the total at 50. Uh, I do have a little action on this game, though. You want it? Yeah, you want let's the action? Get it. You let's want get it? it. Let's get it. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet Pitt on the spread here. Um, I'm okay laying the three and a half. Uh, Keep in mind, it, this is this is another situation where I'm seeing three and a half plus one hundred five, Rob. So you might be able to get to the three check. number there and still be at like one ten, one fifteen. Yeah, it looks like it's a little diverse across the board here. But so no, I yeah. So I, I'm not going to buy the hook here. I'm not buying the hook. Such I'm going to take the three and a half. How can you ever bet three and a half? Like, not buying I, the hook. I think they win by a TD. I watched. I watch people on our site on Twitter. In the real world, <laughs> everyone's fucking sitting there pissed about the Viking game on Monday, the three and a half. Like, how do you not buy the three? I, I just don't understand it. I'll never understand it. I'll never understand it. So many games are decided by three. I, I can't. I, I, think they I can understand touchdown. not buying the seven. Because yeah. once you get up into that point where you're up by a touchdown or more, you know, anything can happen, you know, fucking, you know. But the three is just fuck. Like, Never. Will I not buy the three? So I am buying. I'll probably buy the two and a half. Fuck it. But uh, yeah, that I'm taking that to three. I like that, dude. The Chargers on the road at Pittsburgh with Melvin Gordon possibly done for the game, like maybe for the rest of the year. That line is fucking dumb. Like that makes no. This looks like the fucking Steeler line. I mean, the uh, Browns line from the week before where it just doesn't make any sense. Dude, if you watch that Denver game, and you didn't come out of that thinking that the Steelers should have beat them by three touchdowns, then I can understand the line. But the Steelers should have beat them by fucking three touchdowns. Uh, everything you just said about the Chargers, Pittsburgh at home, Big Ben back in the saddle. Dude, traveling west to east. I mean, like, you have, like, every fucking narrative you could want here to fucking bet the Steelers. So, yeah. Three and I'm, a half is light. I'm big on that. What about the fucking Chiefs minus 15 against the Raiders in Oakland? 
I mean, is there a spread too big against the Raiders at this point? Um, that is a big fucking. Yeah. <laughs> that is a big number. Let, let me see here. I don't think I hate it though. Ninety-eight um, percent of the money is on the Chiefs right now, from what I'm seeing. Of course it is. You know what? That's a pretty fair number. Yeah, it is. There's no way you could have that less than 14. That I think that should be 18, 17. Yeah, I think it's low. Is, you think it's low? You, you're, you're not. I don't care what your algorithm says. You're not betting the Raiders. I'm not allowing that. No, you can't. No, yeah. but but no, the number's 15. So I don't think you're going to see much movement here. But um... that's a fucking. I mean, dude. Every single teaser I put in is going to have that. <laughs> I, I was just gonna... I mean, it's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, give me Chiefs minus eight all day. Like, fine. I started to say that's the um, Tommy G teaser piece, and I just oh. waited for you to come over to the top. God, yeah. It, so. Dude, <laughs> ten-point teasers out my ass this week. Just fucking give me fucking – yo, what about Green Bay minus 14 and a half? That seems like a big number. I, I worry about laying two touchdowns with – inconsistent teams that are not clicking with bad coaches and fucking that's mccarthy Green, man right he's the worst did, my, did you see my tweet when the announcers said uh, i tweeted uh, announcers you know what should mccarthy do here and then me retire you know what what, what, what would you do if you're mccarthy retire like fucking yeah. worst coach in the fucking world so he really is he's... you got a bad coach a kind of spiraling team coming off a bad loss maybe demotivated with a lot of banged up people and you're fucking, I get you're at home. I get the Cardinals suck. But two touchdowns for the Packers is a lot to lay, man. We've yeah, played this game play. before with them. What's that? We've played this game before with the Packers laying yeah. huge points. Yeah. I've got to play on the game. What is it? The over. I could see that. 44 and a half looks a little low. Yeah. Packers don't have a great defense either. So Arizona should be able to put up some points. Like at least yeah, I think 17. so. Man, I think this total way. is 48. So, yeah. Um, I, I like that. The over gets there. I like that a lot. Um, from a survivor standpoint, I guess the Packers are your survivor team if you haven't used them yet. Um, most people have. I am actually in the final 14 of my survivor pool, Robert. I am still alive because I, I destroy Calcutta's and survivors and bracket pools. It's probably the thing I do best in the world. So I'm not going to waste. I still have the Chiefs left, by the way. <laughs> that's, how fucking, that's how fucking good I am oh. at this. So I'm saving that bullet for the one week where it's like, oh, fuck, who else do we got? So I guess your survivor choices for this week, uh, everyone's used the Rams, right, against Detroit, and you don't want yeah. the road team against, you know, a fairly potent offense. Like Detroit at least has, like, a couple good pieces. Packers. Chiefs, I'm assuming most people use. So it comes down to Seattle minus 10 versus San Fran or Green Bay minus 14 and a half versus Arizona. Which would you feel more comfortable with in Survivor? Yeah, Green Bay. Green Bay. You know, if, if Green Bay finds a way to lose this fucking game, they just need to fire McCarthy in the locker room. So they should fire him in the locker room. Anyway. I don't see them losing this game. Yeah. So I think I'm with you. I think the Packers are the safer play. Um, uh, one of the big games, Sunday night game. This week, we talked about with the Steelers-Chargers, but the Monday night game is another big game between the Eagles and the Redskins. Eagles laying six and a half to the Skins and Colt McCoy, 44 total. Carson Wentz did it to me again. I just start this this guy in DFS, and I don't understand why. Um, I mean, (laughs) they're just not clicking right now. I mean, I'm not. He's not good. Like right now, I think you're right, but he didn't win a Super Bowl either. People seem to forget. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> people seem to forget that Nick Foles, who's fucking 
complete and utter dog shit went in and fucking did just as good, if not better, than fucking Carson Wentz. So. Yeah, exactly. So if Foles couldn't fuck up that team last year, neither could Carson. But this year's a different story. They're not clicking. It's not the same team. I, you know, I, I'm not a believer. I think I've been saying this consistently, too. I'm not a believer in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a little bit of a Washington mark of late where I've bet them like the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not going to stop me. I, I, I like Washington in this spot. Yeah, uh, I'm probably going to end up making a last-minute decision on this game. This this isn't one that I'm super high on one way or the other. I know there's a lot on the line here, obviously. Eagles 5-6, and six, Cowboys leading the division at 6-5, and five, Redskins 6-5. and five. The one thing I will tell you is this is a better team with Colt McCoy. Um, I'm a firm believer in that. I think Colt McCoy is better for this offense than Alex Smith. I still bet against them, against the Cowboys, but um, – I do think Colt McCoy is actually a gamer and he could do a couple more things that Alex Smith actually can. So Mm. I don't really have a strong lean on this game. I'll, I'll make a decision on this Sunday night and see how much I'm tilting, but this may be something that I could see teasing both ways. I never do this, but this would be something where I could see teasing the Eagles down and the Redskins up. And if this spread gets to seven and playing the Eagles to win it, because I don't think they're going to blow them out, but yeah, I really never do that. So this is more of a stay away game than me. Any last game you want to talk about here before we pivot? Uh, no, I, I mean the uh, I was just looking at the bet percentages, which by the way are going to be heavily skewed this early in the week. Um, but the Rams versus Detroit, you know, the Rams laying ten fifty four and a half total. Eighty um, percent of the money's on the Rams. Eighty percent of the money, of course, is on the over, which means Vegas is going to need Detroit really badly. Uh, I think it's an interesting game. I Rams are going to be where I'm teasing at. I would mm. tease quite a few games with the Rams here. Yeah, I would get it now while it's 10 because I'm assuming with all this money flying in, uh, I think it opened at 9.5. It's up to 10. If you want to get these teasers down, uh, if you're like Rob and you hate money, then you could do the six-point teaser. But if you're like me and you love it, then you could do seven-point teasers like a man with fucking balls and sperm and fucking testicles. So uh, I'm going to go tease this right now on the 10-point teaser and uh, get it pick them. But I really want to do the seven-point teaser and get it minus three uh, before this thing moves because with 80-something percent of the money on the Rams, this is destined to get up to 11. You're lying. This this is what I know is going to happen with you, Tommy. What? KC, minus 14. Mm -hmm. Rams, minus 10. Mm Mm-hmm. This is this is your ten point teaser right here. Yeah, you're gonna have. Hundred. They're gonna listed have the in Rams and pick them. You're gonna have Kansas City at minus four. And what's your third piece? Uh, it's probably Green Bay. Uh, no, it's not. it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not Arizona. I'm definitely betting on Arizona. Okay. I I am actually starting to convince myself that Green Bay loses this game. Like okay. that's like I can't tease. I can't. Here's one of the things I can't do. If I don't love the line to begin with. I won't tease it over four points because mm-hmm. everyone seems to look at three as the key number. I hate four, too, like seven, three. I hate four. So if I'm teasing Green Bay down 10 points and they just don't show up, which is possible, which they haven't before, I don't want to lay four and a half. I'd much, I'd lay five with KC against Oakland all fucking day. But I'd probably, probably go with the Saints. If the Saints get down to anything, I mean, I'd tease it at seven and a half. That's probably the third mm-hmm. leg. So the three mm-hmm. teams I'm the most confident in at a 10-point teaser would be the Rams, uh, the Saints, and then the Chiefs, shockingly, not Green Bay. I, I got a weird feeling about Arizona this week. It's a weird fucking feeling. 
I'm definitely taking the 14 and a half on that game, without a doubt. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I Good. might throw a little shekel on the fucking money line plus a thousand or whatever mm. the fuck it is. I'm t- just listen. <laughs> don't quote me on this, but quote me on this. Arizona can win this game. Arizona can win this game. What, what Tommy's saying is only quote him on this if it wins. If right. it doesn't win, do not quote him on Right, this. exactly. Just ignore everything I just said. Arizona can win this game. I'm telling you that right now. They will, they will be closer than the public thinks for sure. So MLB model, let's get to your tweets, and then we'll get to the Twitter questions. So the end of the Steelers games proves how badly they need to fire Tomlin. Um, that's not really funny. That just seems honest. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to talk about it for a second because I've been – I've been very low on Tomlin for six years, and it's poor clock management. It's uncreative play calling. Is it because he's know, black? He'll, he'll do something like throw that field goal, uh, the fake field goal, and everybody will go, oh, you know, Tomlin's very progressive. No, he is not. He's you're not racist. progressive. He is not a good football coach. You're he's racist. not a great game manager. Mm-hmm. Um, what if he was white? The Roonies, the Rooney rolls, they just they, they stick with their coaches, which you have to respect. Chuck Noll was there how long? Bill Cowher was there how long? Now Tomlin's been there how long? But at some point, the NFL's evolved, and it's evolved around Mike Tomlin, and he hasn't evolved with it. You're racist. Did you see the last play of the fucking I, game? Listen, I'm just saying Dude, racist. The, the creativity in the end zone. Mm. These coaches You're think creatively they have to, avoiding the racist comment. The, I these think coaches think they have to pull this fucking crazy shit. You have James mm. Conner. You have Antonio Brown. You have Juju Smith. You have fucking Ben Roethlisberger, who weighs 400 pounds, who could run a goddamn keep. Like, there's like 15 better plays than the one he ran. I'm just done with Mike Tomlin. I agree. I agree. I listened, even though it's just a completely racist rant that you masked with. with <laughs> Come <It's> on. Fine. <laughs> That's bullshit. It's so funny. Like, because it was the, uh, the Denver Pitt game when I sent a tweet out, and I was like, dude, both these coaches are terrible. And then I got the racist attacks because Vance Joseph and Mike Tomlin are terrible. No, they just. Yeah, they're fucking terrible. Like, Mike McCarthy's fucking terrible, too. And he's white, you dumb fucking trolls. Like, I'm fucking so sick of how... I don't fucking judge players or coaches or anything by their color. If they happen to be black, then fine. Fire the fucking black coach. If they happen to be white, then fine. Fire the fucking white coach. There's bad white coaches. There's bad black coaches. Jason Garrett's terrible. McCarthy's terrible. Vance Joseph's terrible. Mike Tomlin's terrible. Hugh Jackson was terrible. There you go. You got three black guys and a few white guys. Fire them all. Doesn't fucking matter. I'm just so sick of people saying that people are racist if you want a black coach fired. or uh, It's just, God, it's exhausting, Rob. It's, it's exhausting living in this world. I feel no need to ever qualify my uh, Like, I don't even think about it. That's the funniest thing. Like, when I send this tweet out, I'll just be like, the response will come. I'll be I didn't even, like, it sounds crazy to say, like, I didn't even realize he was black when I said it. Like, it's like, I'm so far beyond, like, even thinking about what color is that, man? We need to get rid of him. Like, I, I just don't fucking understand it. My brother, we had the thing on the, the No Mercy pod with Lab and the Bod where we asked what generation, and I'll ask you this, Rob. What generation would you have loved to be in your 20s in? So if you could be in your 20s at any time, what would it be? My brother, do you want to guess what he said? Uh, What did he say? Now. Holy fuck. If you are a body and you hear Kurt wanting to be uh, in his 20s now, Now. you should jump ship, become a model, an alcoholic. Uh, That's ridiculous, Tommy. If I was 20 now... I shared jeans with this kid. 
I can't even imagine. Like, I am literally afraid for my kids. Now. My oldest is 10. Dude, this fucking insane. That, 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 like, that, could that you is, think of a... The only worse answer would be like, no, actually, 20 years from now wouldn't even be a worse answer because maybe you cross your fingers and pray that everything changes back. Like, but now, dude, if the alcoholics don't just fucking light the bodies on fire for that comment, what was his justification? I'm, I don't even want to be alive now. And no, I'm, I have everything in the world going for me. I own no, a business. Terrible. I got money. I got I got fucking pussy falling out of my ass. Like I don't fucking <laughs> want to be alive now at all. This fucking nerd culture that we're living in right now. This this culture is the reason why nerds weren't ever supposed to have power. Certain people just should have never had power, and nerds should have never had power. Because here's what happens: the tough guys had all the power for our whole lives. The mafia, the fucking big guys, the strong. You know, like. Now it's the nerds have all the power. Mm-hmm. And look what's happening. Like, this is why the jocks are supposed to be cool and the nerds are supposed to be fucking nerds. It's not supposed to be flipped around. But, yeah. I, so I said I wanted to be in my 20s during, like, the free love era. You know, the Woodstock 60s, era. And then I would have yeah. wanted to be in my 30s during the Studio 54 era because I feel like it's a better time there. So what was your answer, Rob? Oh, dude, you almost stole my entire answer. So... Yeah, like I would say like 1971, 72, I'd like to be in my 20s. And then right. I'd like to be in my 30s, have a little more money. Early the 80s. Cocaine eras yep. and then like Miami and uh, the Studio 54 and all that. So I'm same answer as you. Yeah. And, and I also said on that pod that I second runner up would be send me all the way back to Peaky Blinders days. Send me yes. all the way back to Prohibition. Like put me in the 10s. You know, yeah. like let's let's rock where people walk around with guns and fucking. Yeah. Like, let's go. Like, there, there's no cool. there's no law. There's no rules. There's just fucking survival. Like, that yeah. would be fucking dope. Um, another Rob tweet here. Me waiting for Black Friday fight videos. <laughs> These fucking assholes. <laughs> so it, it, it gives me great joy. <laughs> it gives me great joy <laughs> to watch 72 assholes fight over a and fucking $100 television. Fucking like fat white oh, women. <laughs> I love it. I live for it. I just sit there. I can sit there for hours and, and watch these videos. There's, there's, there's nothing so better. Good. They're so good. Dude, I get in fight video rabbit holes sometimes where I like, I'll just go to like 60 second fights or whatever the handle is. And like, next thing you know, it's three hours later and I've watched a hundred of them. Um, I just cannot imagine fighting for a television. It's fucking loose. <laughs> for $20 off a television. It's not yeah. like you can no, still right. get this. It's television. not free. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Imagine that. Uh, just ate my turkey sandwich. It's so good too. Congratulations on that. Um, I love showering drunk. I saw some stuff about this on Twitter today. I guess some people saw your tweet. I guess some people follow you, actually. Yeah, but um, yeah, I do. It's just, I like I like what it. what so, is the draw to showering drunk? Rob? I don't know. It just feels like a nice thing to do. And I enjoy it. Do you jerk off in the shower? No, I don't. Never. I'd see. Good answer. I, I never got that. Like neither. Sex who in the shower. Off eh, in the sh- I don't fuck in the shower. No, no I don't way. jerk off in the shower. No nope. fucking shower in a shower. Like, I'll sing in the shower. I, I have very creative thoughts in the shower. But, I like, it's not, like, everyone thinks it's, like, lubricant. Like, it's not. When you're fucking in water or in a pool or you're jerking off in a shower, it's actually, like, stickier than if you're not using a fucking water. Like, I, I don't I don't understand people that jerk off in the shower. Like, you're, you're a serial killer if you jerk off in the shower. Yeah, totally. Makes no I mean, sense. I have. You know, like you have, I have on occasion, like if I, when I lived with my mom, when I was a kid, right. you know, like, cause that's sure. the only place you could fucking hide and no, no one's going to walk in on you right. or, or at like, 
my grandma's house on Thanksgiving. <laughs> but you know, like I just I don't know. I've never been a shit. What is your what is your means of cleanup when you jerk off, Rob? When you're fucking uh stroking your pony, what's the uh are you a sock guy? Are you a paper towel guy? Are you a wet rag guy? Are you just fucking all over your chest guy? What tissues? Tissue sock. Oh fucking my God. sock. That's See, weird. that's worse than shit. Tissues are the worst. No. Who jerks off with tissues? It's quick. It's easy. Throw it away. Yeah, but then you got to fuck it. Like, you fucking jerk off into the tissues. Fine. And then you got to fucking, like, clean up whatever's, you know, you got to give it the old, uh, give it the old knob rub with the <laughs> tissues. Get that little fucking, get that whatever little leftovers up there. And it's like, dude, the tissue breaks and it fucking, you got to, like, peel little pieces of tissue off your dick. Like, t- I never understood the tissue crowd. Rob, that's disappointing. It's expected because it's the laziest, cheapest, most efficient way to do it. Oh, oh yeah. What's the Tommy G got? Bro, paper towels. Or towels. Oh, it's not bad. Towel yeah, or paper towel. Bad. Always. It's not bad. Never tissue. I need something firm. I need something firm. Bad. But um, towel preferably. But uh, paper towels also. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. got to be strong clean up. Uh, let's see here. Smoked and Cajun fried. Yeah. My two turkeys for Thanksgiving. I took some beautiful pictures of them. They're on the internet for you to enjoy. Um, I know people enjoy my food pictures. Yeah, we, we love your food pictures. They're cooking turkey is one of the greater things I do in life, actually. I don't cook anything. I don't cook anything. But I do, yeah. I do get jealous when I see other people cooking. Um, thieves! This was the fucking bastards at DraftKings. That All right. <laughs> my tweet. <laughs> thieves! <laughs> so angry about that. Thieves! All right, let's get to some Twitter questions here. So we got a bunch. So I haven't. I don't like to read through these too much. I'll kind of glance every once in a while, but yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of sift through these. So the first one is from Jesse. Three best bourbons that you have ever had, Mister Alcoholic. I have oh, man. the answer, by the way, which is funny because I enjoy bourbon. Um, yeah. There's one specific type of bourbon which I just will drink 24 hours a day for the rest of my life. Which I bet got it's me on my it. list. I'm curious to see because it's not on most people's list. So I've bought bourbon in the range from $500 a bottle to 12. So uh, I've got a full range. More frequently 12. (laughs) My daily drinking bourbon is Maker's 46, which is a wonderful bourbon. It's good all around, but it doesn't make my top three. Mm -hmm. So my top three, number one is Pappy. I think anybody who drinks bourbon, bourbon will tell you Pappy. Wrong. Uh, Number two is Not that it's bad, it's just wrong. Number two is Blanton's. Ah, there it is. No, that's number one. I knew Blanton's would be on Blanton's your list. Blanton's, anybody who drinks bourbon, Blanton's is like on there. Blanton's is my list. And Top did, list. Did I tell you about this or did you know about this? That they, uh, uh-huh. as of two years ago, when, three years ago, before I started this company and was traveling a lot for work, um, every Marriott, as I was traveling like crazy, every mm-hmm. Marriott used to have Blanton's at the hotel oh. bar, which is crazy because it's a hard bourbon to find. Yeah. And every Marriott had it available at the hotel bar. And so I used to only stay at Marriott's just so I could drink some Blanton's with strangers on Monday nights. Dude, I tried to buy a bottle of Blanton's before uh, Thanksgiving this year. I couldn't find it. I went to three it's hard to stores. Find, they man. were it's all hard. out of Blanton's. I, I, I stocked up on it, but it's hard to find. But it's fantastic. I'll tell you this. Even if you guys don't like bourbon, try Blanton's. It's that good. It's yeah, not cheap, it's but it's that good. And my third is Eagle Rare 18. Eagle Rare 12 is good. I drink it all the time, but the 18 is a little harder to find, but it's awesome. Okay. And uh, I will, even though it's not a bourbon, I will say I've gone on this rant before. 
proper 12 McGregor's fucking it, it's really good. I couldn't find that either, man. I went to really places, good. That. Like, I'll tell you this. I was in the bar and I, I might have told this story on here before, but I had the whole bar you chill it right for if you're giving it to someone who doesn't like you know whiskey or bourbon or dark alcohol, chill it like shake it up real good. Chill it and give them a, a shot of proper 12 fucking water. It's like water. Fucking great. Uh, let's see here. Did Tommy stubble upon your algorithm on Etsy while searching for mittens to cover his disgruntly long fingers? What the <laughs> fuck, Dennis? Like, first of all, fuck you and everyone talking about my goddamn fingers. Second of all, I'm posting a picture. I got to post a picture of my fingers. because I've never noticed me. your fingers to be abnormal. No. They look fine. You think? I mean, I'm shaking hands with you. I've never... I- I don't know. Oh, God. That angle right there is a little rough. <laughs> hey, that angle's rough. It's <laughs> in front of my face that I was doing. Tommy's hand modeling. He's just got to get scale, so he's putting it next to the microphone to show yeah. they're as long yeah. as the microphone. <laughs> that's the mic, and that's my hand. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Your figures are abnormally long. Oh yeah, I dude, I've got my whole life. Like, I got more compliments on my hands, and now I get made fun of more for my hands because of fucking Mad Lab and Kurt. Do you feel like you can catch better? I can one hand anything. Like that was great. Right. I was a receiver in football, so and I could throw a baseball fucking like a million miles. Tommy so, pounds, palms a basketball. It looks like a tennis ball. I mean, yeah, my hands are. Uh, my hand, I just got long fingers. I got a big dick. What do you want me to tell you? So uh, did did Tommy stumble upon your algorithm on Etsy while searching for mittens to cover his disgusting? Like, what is that supposed to say? Stumble upon your algorithm on ecstasy? I have no idea. I don't understand the question. I'm Dennis glad we Roy. got to make fun of your fingers. Yeah. De- you Dennis, try right. fucking harder next time. Dennis, buddy. do better. Dude, you're better than this. You're a veteran, Dennis. Come on. What is this? I don't even know. what. To, he just wanted to make fun of my fingers. Yeah. Flu <laughs> shot or bullshit? Oh, man, we go through this in my house every fucking winter. I do not get flu shots. Bullshit. My wife and kids do get flu shots. I've had the flu once in my life and wanted to kill myself, but um, no, I don't usually get them. That's bullshit. Flu shots are bullshit. I don't, I don't get flu shots. I don't get sick, as we've talked about. That's a boring one. Um Let's see. How do you feel about the tracks that are made when vacuuming? Follow up to the counter cleaning process? <laughs> I don't vacuum my own house. I have a maid service. Yeah. But when they do vacuum it, it's like these perfect triangles. And I feel terrible walking on the carpets when I come home after it's been cleaned. Dude, I'll tell you this. Anyone out there, if you're married, you should have your wife vacuuming. Or a maid. <laughs> okay? Like, let's just be fucking honest here. All right? <laughs> Grab yourself a fucking man card. If you're vacuuming your own house, you're a fucking pussy. Okay? So that's number one. But anyone who doesn't have... Like, what's the, the whole reason to get married is to fucking have someone vacuum your house for you. The If you're not married and you're not spending like 80 bucks a week to get a maid to come in and clean your fucking... I'm telling you, you're missing out. There's no better feeling in the world than fucking doing nothing and having your disastrous apartment or house all of a sudden being miraculous. And then the fun part after it happens, when you go into the closet and you realize they did stuff that you didn't even ask them or expect them to do, like your shirts are all folded and tied up when they were like, 
your sneakers are all like I have like twenty pairs of sneakers. Your sneakers are all fucking lined up and color coded. Like, ah, the, nothing better. And nothing. my mates take the toilet paper. Do yours do this? They take the toilet paper and fold a little triangle. Oh, that little triangle. Oh, end. I fucking love that triangle. That first shit after uh, the maids are I here is the best shit of the week. I use my hand the first shit because <laughs> I don't want to ruin the triangle. <laughs> fucking. No way. It is uh, the simplest pleasure in the world. Dude, all Fuck. they need to do is make the fucking towel animals like they do in Vegas on my bed, and I swear to God, I would just never... I would just leave. I just, I'd leave my apartment forever and just never come back just so it stays like that. But Do you do this, Tommy? Do you, do you, like, something falls or something gets on the floor, and then you judge, like, how many days until the maids are coming? <laughs> and if it's like... And if it's like two days, I just leave that motherfucker. <laughs> God, yes. Oh my God, I do that all the time. Like the maids are coming tomorrow. Like when the maids are coming the next day, it's like I'm just like, I'm just like throwing fucking wrappers on the floor, I'm like mozzarella cheese spiking it against the counter. I'm like fucking, oh, it's a fucking party in my house. It's just like fucking jerking off on the walls. <laughs> as long as it's not just me, but I, oh, I just it's wait. The best. It's the best. Oh, I love that. Okay. Um. All right, I love showering drunk. Rob jerks off so much in the shower, he gets a hard on when he hears running water. Well, we've already <laughs> debunked that myth. <laughs> All right, is the alcoholic's model completely self created? Two, does he info? You guys are really bad at words. Like, there's not a tweet on this list that has proper grammar. Like, does he info from companies like CIS or is it all his own? I believe the question is. Did you create this thing on your own or do you all by myself? All and the answer is. So it's interesting, like, because I have models for every sport, but I've worked with I them in different iterations with lots of people who have come and gone or stayed. And so. Okay, that was great. Kind of. I mean, it depends. It's hit or miss. And then as far as the data goes, um, just try real hard, and you can find anything you want on the internet. Okay, cool. Is that Sorry. is that over? Math, math right. is over. Yeah. All right. Good. Um, can you talk about Dwight Howard's love for shemales? I don't understand this, Tommy. Is uh, this do you a understand? thing? I don't know. I don't follow news. So no. So Dwight Howard grabbed some guy's cock on video, but it was one of those. This is where I think this has been blown out of proportion. You know how, like, if you're in a chair at a baseball game and I'm next to you, I might sit down and just fish you in the cock, right? Guys do that, right? No, no. Like I might just smack you in the dick. Mm, no. no, no. All right, well maybe hold it's on, just hold me. Hold on, and let Dwight. me see this. Watch it was something this. like that. Like he sat down next to the guy and just sort of mashed his. All hand right, on I'm his watching dick. it right now. Yeah, go ahead. This is the unadulterated reaction of Tommy G to this. Yeah, he. I mean, he did go open handed there, but I mean, you know, whatever. Fucking whatever. Everyone's a fag in today's society. Whatever. Like. I, I have no problem with that. Is that is that about him being him at shemales? Yeah, I don't know. I, I Dwight can do whatever the fuck he wants to do, but to me, that video just looks like him just fucking around with yeah. somebody. I kind of want to sit next to you at a game right now. You don't get the full palm. I might give you a knuckle though. I kind of want the palm. <laughs> Let me see your fingers. Let me see your hands. Pretty normal. Back them up a little bit. Back them up. Yeah, I'd pick. They're pretty normal. Kind of fat, a little crooked. Yeah, you got Very fucking. Crooked. Kind of fat, crooked. fat, crooked like your dick. I picture you having a fat, crooked dick. <laughs> All right. Tell him how stupid it is to just tease six for a tie when 20 cents gets you a win. 
somebody trolled me on this. I, we got a push. We got a push on the uh, guy. What six point teaser was it? Uh, was it Tampa Bay? I don't know. Somebody was three. They pushed. They I pushed. Love, I would have had the win. My favorite thing, because you know, I always want you to win money, right? Because you're my friend, right? Um, sure. But you know, certain people I don't, but you I do. Except when you tease six points, I don't root for you to lose. I root for you to push every single fucking time because that means it didn't cost you any money, and I was right. So that's my optimal environment. You pushing, so you got that this weekend. You pushing six point teasers is fucking porn to me. Oh, I think it was Jacksonville. <clears throat> Oh, I love it. So, to say it to me again. Talk dirty to me. Jacksonville me. push. Uh, how many points was it? Push Jacksonville with six. Oh, so six inches of Jacksonville. Oh, six point pushes. Is it time to put the Eagles offense on our seasonal benches? They're such dog shit lately. Vermont wrapper back. Two weeks in a row on DFS for me, buddy. I don't think you can, man. I don't think like if you're looking seasonal. I mean, I think you could scrap it on DFS for sure. But, I mean, if you're sitting on Wentz and fucking Ertz, and, I mean, you got to rock with that, dude. Unless you got something valuable behind it, you got to just say, yeah. cross your fingers. And you got too much invested. Yeah. Um, aren't you happy you got your half sack from J.J. Watt last night? Told you I'd bring it up. And don't hesitate to troll me since I played 100% Jeff Green last night. That is Jacob. Um, I was bitching about J.J. Watt's sack, and I then took a video of it posted it on Twitter, and tagged Sports Radar, which I believe does all the statistics for the NFL. Um, I went and looked that up to find out. And five minutes later, it was changed, Rob. I was shocked. I saw your tweet. <laughs> First of all, I was shocked you had any idea who was doing those stats. It is so. Sports Radar, right? That's crazy. I was shocked on that one. Yeah. Well, I did, this is I the did first time, though, you've added I have done this about eight different stats times. for you. Yes. yes. I've done this. It's a secret. I don't like to tell it too much. I do it a lot in baseball. It helps to have the blue check mark, but I will tag the teams who make bad calls that affect my fantasy teams or prop bets. And more often than not, Rob, they get reversed, right? Yeah. I've seen it. Like, I've within minutes, at least twice. they get reversed. I've and seen it at least twice. Yeah. It, it, the first time I did it, everyone was like, oh, whatever. He's just, it was coincidence. Second time, they were like, well, okay. That was 45 minutes after the play. Yeah. Like, that was interesting. Um, chicks with a perfect ass but no boobs or chicks with perfect boobs but no ass? This is so easy for me. And this is your mind answer is going to be exactly the same. Such an easy question. Exactly. It, we'll have the same answer. What's okay. your answer, Tommy? Ass. I oh, mean, it's ass with no boobs. Yeah, we should have counted. Yeah. Ass. Yeah. Fucking... I can't even imagine the person who says boobs with no ass. It's like it, gross. Boobs with no ass is gross. I imagine ass. saying that answer. Like no, Josh. Who are these people? Josh, come on. You're usually good with these questions, Josh. We, we, JT is uh is one of the one of the ones who actually spit some fire on these. That's a fucking no brainer. No brainer, right totally. there. How about banging ass? Not fat, chubby. You know, like fucking chubby chubby right mm -hmm. not like not like just an extra pound or two like mm -hmm. it's some girth on her mm -hmm. right but a mm -hmm. perfect ass and small tits okay so mm -hmm. not fat with small tits but like small boobs little chubby with a perfect ass okay. or decent ass because you can't have no ass you're just fucking wild right? decent ass perfect stomach and big boobs mm. now decent i mean like it's just there's an ass there like not like you're talking right. like, you know, not great. Right. So right. basically, I guess the question would be, would you rather have boobs and a tight stomach with a mediocre little bit of an ass 
Or would you rather have the best ass ever and no boobs and a chubby stomach? God, that chubby stomach gets me, though, dude. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why I'm taking Josh's question and I'm fucking injecting it with some steroids. My wife is, like, amazingly skinny. Um, uh, door number two. Which was? Skinny stomach. Yeah. Yeah, as long I'm taking the skinny stomach and nice tits as long as there's at least a noticeable ass. Like yeah. I can I can live with that. It's not optimal, but I could live with it. Yeah. But yeah, small boobs and a chubby stomach. That's not nah. that's not a good look. You gotta you gotta nah. do something about that. You ever see those girls that are like five pounds off having great bodies and you're just like the fuck? Five like, pounds which way? Like eat a like sandwich. Sure, or like or they lose could five. literally just lose five pounds and they're fucking like you know, like you even see it with the ring girls in the UFC. There's a couple of them that are like, dude, you're right there. Like you're <laughs> right there. Like, you're, like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not taking my shirt off on TV. I could be 20 pounds up or down. No one's fucking seen it. You're a fucking ring girl. You're in a bikini. Like you're trying to be an Instagram model. All these go like you're fucking just five pounds away. You're like four and a half pounds from being a fucking 10. And it's like, just do it. You're a girl. You're a girl. Like, just do it. Yeah, and the thing about your comment, you're not objectifying them. They are literally getting on a stage in no clothes with a fucking billboard. So objectifying them. Clearly, they, are, they care about what they look like. I am 100% <laughs> objectifying them. Tommy, like, I was trying to humanize no, you No, like, dude, you're objectifying yourself. <laughs> if you are going to go out with crop right. tops and in bikinis and throw your half-naked pictures at me all over... I am well within my right to objectify you. And it's the same thing when they go out with low-cut shirts. Like, then fucking cover your tits if you don't want me to objectify you. You're basically waving meat in front of a fucking hungry lion, (laughs) and you want me to treat you as an equal. No, I don't walk around with fucking crotchless jeans to show you my best fucking feature, you fucking hua. Cover your shit like I do. I got a fucking concealed weapon. A fucking boa constrictor. It's a Sicilian pipe in my pants. You do uh, take your pants off I in bars, do though. I do that. You're right. So that, I mean, I, do. I, I don't walk around crotchless, but you will drop You're your right. fucking pants I in the middle of a bar. I've seen it. it. All right, ladies, show your tits. Let it fly. <laughs> show your tits. Let it fucking go. Anyway, I do do that a lot. I have taken my pants off in more bars than any male ever. I have no doubt. I've it's not even close. It. Yeah. It's not Guaranteed. even close. Rob, Bitcoin, real quick, before we get out of here. What do you think? <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I think I was right, motherfuckers. <laughs> Tommy's been waiting for this day. I'll tell you, Tommy, I bet you didn't even. Well, you probably on the ancillary knew what Bitcoin was until you met me. Right. So I'm just I, verified. I, I, yeah, like you basically taught me my lesson on Bitcoin like a year and a half ago. And I was okay. just like, yeah, no. <laughs> but I was a very early adopter, like yes, in the hundreds were. of dollars when I was buying Bitcoin. Hundreds of dollars. Hundreds of dollars. Of when Bitcoin. Bitcoin was in the hundreds of dollars, not yeah, your yeah, investment. Yeah. Not your investment. Yeah, no. no. So at some point, I had a massive hoard of Bitcoin. And I talked to you. I remember the day. It hit 19000 almost 20000 I go, Tommy, I put in a sell order. The whole fucking system crashed. I don't know if I sold. I don't know if I'm holding. I went to lunch. I don't know what happened, right? Came back. It didn't sell. And I've been sitting on that same Bitcoin <laughs> for a long fucking time. And how many times... As your professional day trader slash finance major slash Wall Street trainer who taught people to trade stocks and read charts for a living, how many times has that person, also known as your co-host here, told you, 
to get the fuck out of this thing since 19,000 when I told the whole Twitterverse to get the fuck out of it that it was going to 9.99 and that is oh, in writing. How many times? Lots. Lots and lots. And how and many be, times have you listened? To be fair to myself, I I have traded it and so I didn't have. the full loss. I've been in and I've been out. I've been in and I've been out. So 2 weeks ago, Tommy, and I've got a if, if anybody on Twitter listens to this and they want to no call my bullshit, no call one's it. listening. Call my bullshit. You had two things. No one listens to this, and no one follows you on Twitter. So Two weeks ago, I, on the low, told one of my friends, Rusty Nuts, who works for us, I'm selling all of my Bitcoin at $6,600. Now, I'm good, but I'm also a little bit lucky. So I definitely didn't see it going down this much, but I saved my it's fucking fortune, dude. dude. It's $3,700 right now. Maybe, maybe my greatest call ever. I mean, I called the market crash in 08. I had all those tweets about, I got to get back to that in January. Once, once yeah. football ends, I got to get yeah. back to becoming stock market, Tommy, because I get asked about that shit all the time. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the shorting Bitcoin, because keep in mind, I was, when I was telling everyone to short Bitcoin and when I was shorting Bitcoin, I showed the $50,000 screenshots of me shorting Bitcoin at 19000 Um, But when I was doing it, no one else was. Like, it was like, I was, I was basically, you know, cursing off Jesus when I was doing that on nerd Twitter, like, how dare you talk bad on Bitcoin? I'm like, dude, you didn't need to be a Bitcoin expert to know that this was a fucking bubble full of fucking idiots. So no, um, it became a religion and yeah, this huddle and all this and shit. And they were like, manipulating the fuck. Like we've yeah, seen this shit before. Yeah, exactly. It's a tulip tulip bubble. Exactly. There you go. You're, if you're not a real trader, if you don't, if you never heard the story of the tulip bubble, but uh, anyway, Robert, any final words? Uh, no, no, man. Uh, just remember guys, these, this is an early week podcast. A lot of this change in this market will have all of our plays, final plays in the guru elite betting package. Tommy G. Um, other than that, I'm out. I'm out. Can't wait for the shirts. I'm here in the front. I'm out in the back. You're like, you're the human mullet, Rob. That that would make a great shirt. Dude, you know, your, your phrases are terrible, but they fit you because you're terrible. Right. But when you walk, just say I'm here and then I'm out. When you walk into a bar and walk out of a bar, we got to yeah, get those awesome. in mass production. Um, for the Algoholic, Robert, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay cash, you motherfuckers. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't, ain't, ain't no mercy.